0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Film Friday Podcast. Uh, this week, I have a very special guest, you know, a rarity nowadays, uh, a working actor. I suppose I can call you that, Tony, can't I? Uh, You're the only working uh, fucking actor I know. A <laughs> uh, few at at
1: a minute.
0: Yeah. Um, so Tony and I uh, briefly went to the same college uh, in Dublin, Tony then jetted off to you went to Bow Street then, didn't you? I did
1: yes, I did two years in car mm. and instead of the optional tour gear, I went to the Bow Street.
0: Yeah. Bow Street. I I actually did a part time on Bow Street.
1: Um, we actually and we cross paths then again, actually.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Bow I Street. Shout out to Bow Street. Him. Yeah giving good, good training to good young actors and in car to be fair I suppose we can't really <laughs> shout Inchicore. out both <laughs> <laughs> uh, three
1: Helena couch is still my acting coach she was in, in the room for the first ever audition I had uh, and she's still really? the acting coach. Really? yeah, yeah I've never auditioned before I went to Ichika, and Helena was in the room and I'm still in her acting course I was actually only doing a class on on uh, on Sunday really? Yeah, yeah. Deadly. Uh, Helena's the best Helena's the the OG to go
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Still fucking helping you breathe and get I've your mats breathing, out. Breathing,
1: breathing, yeah, getting in all of that stuff,
0: man. It's great. And yeah, so Tony, uh just give the people a bit of intro about yourself. Tell them about yourself and yeah.
1: Yeah, so I am actor writer and now also filmmaker from Talit suburban Dublin. And um, just in case. Is any any Canadian buddies listening, listening, Kev? Uh, Canadian. So, I kind of, kind of standard, humble upbringing, one of seven sports, football, boxing, all the jazz. And then after school, I was kind of quite sick for a couple of years and kind of just roaming through life, didn't know what to do. And then after a couple of operations, when I was 21, I kind of got my health back and after a Brief conversation with my mom. she told me to get on and try acting. And so I'd never acted or auditioned or seen a play or whatever. Uh, so I Googled acting courses and I found Inchy Core. And because I'd never been to a play, I had to pick two monologues. So I picked one from uh, plays, one that was adapted into a film, which I'd seen called Doubt, and then one, which is also adapted into a film, but we did it on our lead into The Crucible. So I learned two monologues, shoved them, on, mm. wrote them down on an A4 page, uh, shoved them in my pocket, went down audition for Inchicore with Lena and uh, Sharon O'Doherty, and, uh, and that was it. Uh, the two years there started getting a couple of small bits while I was in there. Then went to Bow Street, got a fair bit of work kind of coming out. Um, thought I was going to be famous for about 20 minutes. That didn't happen. And so when once the when once things started to slow down, I started writing. Um, with a couple of players, uh, one I was touring The country with before COVID, and then moved on to then written, written and made a couple of short films as well as kind of just being the the job job and actor. And here I am. What am I now? What was about eight years there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I have to say, Tony is probably one of the most consistent actors I know. Like, um, just from coming from, like, a similar fucking background and similar training and stuff. Tony, he's always just fucking hitting the thing at the wall. And I always thought that that came from the background from um from boxing as well, Tony, because my, my brother was a boxer, so, so I fucking understood the... Saviors, yeah. box, was it? Yeah. It was, yeah, Saviors, I'm, yeah. You're, you're a that, are you? Yeah, yeah, cabra, yeah. cabra. So, absolutely,
1: absolutely, I completely attribute a lot of, you know, I go box for years, I box... I boxed when I shouldn't have boxed, I boxed when I was really sick, I just stubbornly went on. And like, spade is I was only ever average, I was never going to hit, even if I wasn't sick, like, I was never going to go to the standards. A lot of boxes, like, this country produces some phenomenal boxes, but I'd never hit them standards, even if I was fit and healthy. But, the one thing I'm glad, like, I don't regret, like, sticking a boxing out longer than I should, because it just taught me discipline, it taught me work ethic, work ethic, like, just the idea that, like, you know, forced to the gym, last to leave. So I kind of just, when I got into acting and realised I had a bit of a knack for it, I was like, right, I'm going to... And that, that's what I did for it, like, all through my training. I, like, never really missed. Uh, and then kind of caught up with people who would have been at it a while longer than I was, but maybe weren't as short about acting as I was. And then saying that the right, then I kind of just, like, you know... I was probably working, still working like day jobs, like like yourself, working forty hours a week, and then sacrifice weekends and early mornings and late nights to 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 write as well as as so pursue acting.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's it's mad how that I feel like that just it just gets drilled into you, especially because boxing is such a. It's not a team sport, so it's all, if you fail, you fucking fail. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not on anybody else. Like, you know, yeah, you have your coach, but when you're in there doing it, it's fucking all on you, which, like, relates fantastic to acting or just even this business in general, because, like, I, you know, I've been saying this for years, it's like, and people always say, it's like, yeah, you need to make your own work, but even up to only, like, fucking two years ago or a year ago, like, I was still being, like, waiting for people, but, like you have to just fucking do it yourself, don't you? Ah. Which Tony has fucking done. He uh, recently just fucking had a short out, which he which he directed and you fucking wrote it as well and you are starting it. Jesus. Look at you, Tony. <laughs> Triple threat. Triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But now you put your dad right, like,
1: I do have a try, like, I do have, and it's kind of like trial and error, like, you kind of, you, you pick people up along the way and then other people will drop off because, like, Look, life happens, and and that's fair enough. And like, even as I've gotten more into it, I, I, I've started to build a life around acting, not just that it is just acting. Because if it is just going to be acting and your self worth is dependent on being an actor or working as an actor, I just think you know, okay. you it's a it's a surefire way to burn yourself out. So I do have, you know, I'm building a life around acting, which is not something I remember being opposed to watching all these inspirational Will Smith videos. Was like, no, no, plan B, no plan C where I'm like, no, no, I kind of have a full life. But I still, like, I do have a tribe of people who I know I can rely on, and they rely on me. And we kind of, we work together on each other's projects, sometimes together, sometimes separately. um, And we kind of just, we play on. And no, most importantly, like, we do have fun, we have fun doing it, which is the main thing. Because sometimes, like, Jesus Christ, we fall flat on our face. It just doesn't work. But at the same time, Really enjoy it, so and learn loads from it that you kind of just take onto the the next like that over the like writing, directing, and being and up. Like I I had a couple of failures at that, so I was well equipped to kind of when I had a bit of backing off screen, all, and then a very good producer and a very good team behind me really excel was just through failing spectacularly uh, a couple of times beforehand.
0: Yeah, it. And what you said something there, um, it's like, like you have to rely on all on fucking acting, and but like a lot of your self esteem is yeah. like coming from other people because that's all it is. And yeah, like I completely agree. It's a fucking, it's a dangerous path to get down because, like, I, I, like, I have a plan B as well. Like, I know people like no plan B, but if you don't have a plan B, well, I know for me, and anyway, if I don't have a plan B, like at least three times a week, I'll be like, God, what if I just fail? Yeah. Like, this is going to be me for the yeah. rest of
1: my life. Like, but like, <laughs> I suck it, you know what I mean? I, I've, I'm doing this film now, I've nothing after that, I've no idea where the next job is coming from. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's it. like, I'm, I'm, I'm good pals, I'm best mates, one of my best mates, well he was a couple of years older, he was the only actor I knew, because I'm sure, you know, being covered, in working class areas, there's no actors, so, my pal, was a few years older me we only really started paddling around when I was 18 and could start going out and then got into acting. But him and another actor, again, about his age, who's, like, he's been in some big fucking films over the years. Both of them have been on the West End and all, and, like, I still, despite doing massive jobs with massive actors, i still kind of, you know, hustling, not unsure of where the next gig is coming from, but, like, they've learned, and I've learned off then, to kind of build a full life, you know? Um, Yeah. And that way, it just doesn't mean as much as well. It will actually benefit your acting because you're not, you know, you're not going into the room pleading with your eyes. for um... Yeah. My might went back into the lead when he was 25. And I think in the last round of the auditions, um, I think it's a group, like, everyone sees each other, I think. he, I think it's around that it. And he was saying, you know, some of the kids who are straight off, you know, doing the leaving take or whatever, you can see, like, you can... Kind of seal the desperation off them, um, yeah. Just like we're just putting up their kids, and and I would have been like, you know, we've all been like that, I'm sure with the audition. But ultimately, it doesn't really serve you. So I do think because like it's just such a, I know it's cliche or whatever, such a precarious way of making a living. Like there's a there's probably about two percent of us who can, who are going to be who are acting in their twenties and can guarantee that they'll be acting full time. In like so, but well, that's and that's the other beauty of creating your own work. You're not put, you're, you're taking the power back, you know. It's um, you're not waiting on permission from a casting director, a director, a producer, or an agent for you to be an actor, you know. Like, back home, sure, back to you, can do the same. There's nothing stopping you putting a play on in the international, there's nothing stopping you getting out your iPhone and shooting a film, yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, yeah, 100%. If, But like,
1: if it if it's feeds your soul and it's something you need to do, well, then you can, which is kind of, and it's kind of a great thing about kind of technology nowadays, and there's a market for that, like this film, feature films getting made on, on iPhone, there's iPhone film festivals, so, you know, all roads lead of- to, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, and it's, it's something we've touched on the podcast before, um, talking about, and the way you said it there was really nice, feed your soul, because it's so true, like, you know, if it doesn't feed your soul, like, my opinion is that, you're fucking, you're not gonna last, yeah. um, because like I know for me, and I I know from talking to you, it's the same for you. Like if if I go a month and I haven't written anything, or I haven't made anything, or I haven't done anything, like I'll I'll be in the pits, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like my head'll be all over the place, like, yeah. nothing will fucking pick me up. So and then you you you're right. Fucking 10 pages of a script And you're just All of a sudden You're just like Jeez I feel much better yeah. Like you know It's so good Like you know yeah. But it, it's it, It's interesting as well Cause like even think of it Like how many people That we know In like Is our connective circle And like we, they, It's And it's not To no fault of their own But they're just like they, They're not doing it anymore You know They found other avenues in life Or they found other things But It stands to the point That you were saying Like you know It's a very small Small percentage That fucking actually gets to stick it out yeah you know?
1: and it's a, it's an endurance test the bendy Rays and it's a cliche it's a marathon it's a marathon not a sprint um yeah in in many regards but you you said, like you can just just you getting the pen out and paper and you know and as you say like if, it's not feeding your soul like why would you do it otherwise i mean like imagine a career talk in second you to <laughs> come down it's like right and gets the numbers oh, fair? it's like two percent make more than 40 grand a year, 80% at any given time aren't working. <laughs> Who wants this? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's got to be, it has to be a vocation. And if it's not, because I often see as well, um, kind of pal of mine, his dad was chatting to be the weekend and he was saying, oh, I was listening to this, such and such on the radio. and all an older actor, I think might even be recording it. Well, You know, he's gone off, he, he sounded so bitter because, you know, we didn't get to walk or whatever. And that's another thing, in my opinion, you have to stay clear of. It, and it's another great uh, thing about writing and creating is it keeps you away from getting, getting bitter. You know what I mean? Like,
0: Yeah. Hey, you got yeah.
1: Top, that person got that. Oh, should have got that. Oh, he was right for that. Oh, like, that cast director record doesn't like... That director doesn't like... Yeah, you know, he only casts in because he's better looking to be. He only casts because he's... You he better see... The, you know what I mean? It just keeps you... Yeah.
0: Because all of that
1: stuff, like, bitterness, which can... It's just an awful thing, like so. It's that's why I, I honestly. It's It uh, <laughs> would destroy. It. It's 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 a rotten thing. So I always try to stay away from it. You know what I mean? Try to like leave your ego at the door and just you know accept it and um, accept that it wasn't your That it wasn't right. That on the day there was just someone more suited, someone that's a better audition, and just both control what you can control. The thing with <laughs> it is, that there's so much out of your own control, and it's oh, and it's, it's, it's so crazy. Like you know, it's so it's not like. It's not like sport where ninety nine percent of the time the best will win and the best like and that is fair and that is the way it is. It's you know it's sounds like the person playing your brother yeah. just looks nothing like you. The person playing your girlfriend actually now you took kind on of look like each other. That will look weird.
0: Yeah, that, that's uh, why the that thing. I found it. The- did you find that as, like, a big thing I did, like, when I started writing and I started, like, trying to do directing stuff, Yeah, that was it, it kind of, yeah. like, took an ease off my shoulder, because right. people would come in for roles, and, like, they'd be great, but immediately, yeah. like, the second they came in, I'm like, you're not right for this role, this. like, yeah. I wrote I wrote the character, I know, I, I don't, I have an idea of what I'm looking for, and it's just, no matter how good you are at saying this monologue, you're just, yeah. That that took a big rating yeah. off my shoulders because I was, it was like the
1: exact same before I did the pilot, yeah, a couple of years ago were all the lads and like that. Pretty big cast, pretty ambitious thing. And I was casting ahead and it's going to be both people. He's all phenomenal actors. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's the right age, but he is not this character, like, it's not, he's just not him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, 100%. In the same, like, you want to, like, the, the easiest form would be just bring it back to football, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, best player in the world, He'd be useless to center half.
0: Um, you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> that's, good. That's, that's a good just analogy just actually that,
1: like, that just oh yeah that's true you know what I mean there's very yeah. few actors who can actually do it all um, and yeah. I've actually because I, I remember doing a film a couple of years ago Jason Candice and he asked me to come in and read opposite they were still auditioning like play players there was actually a couple of kids so they had me come in and read opposite them and there was, I was, it was we mate was also doing the same thing for a, a short film and it was funny, like, because a kid came in and he was not right for this uh, this part in the film I was in, but he yeah. absolutely knocked it out of the park and was in the film that my, my mate was up an audition and my mate was raving about because he was a very good actor. He just wasn't right for the thing that uh, I was I went, and that is that's just acting. Like, and, and as I said, it's
0: that's just the way it is.
1: So it's it's quite like the easiest analogy is football or whatever whatever team sport, like there's just, you know, it's just people have different skill sets, different looks, different attributes that just don't fit everything.
0: Yeah. Speaking of acting, the film you picked this week, um, would you believe, I've never seen it, never seen it until seen it last edition. night. I'm so jealous. No. You haven't seen it? Oh, no, Matt. Yeah, like I only watched it last night because it's one of those films that like, you know, people have like talked about before and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I know I'll get around to it yeah. eventually, but you, you, like you know, it, it's it's like like oh uh, yeah, like there's actually lots of people that have never seen the fucking Godfather, yeah. which is mad. Like you know, you're just like I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. But yeah, last night was the night when I got fucking around to watching it. Uh, to be fair <laughs> and, to you, know it's probably the most underrated film I've ever made. It's it's very good. I uh, I the the cast itself um kind of fucking blew me away. Yeah. Like uh. And Sam Mendes, very good director. Yeah. So as those of you who do not know, um, it was released in two thousand and two. Same same year, actually, as our film last week, Eight Mile, was released, uh, funnily enough. And it's it's just a fucking great yeah. film. I <laughs> really fucking enjoyed it. And um, as I said, it's directed by Sam Mendes. And um, you'd know Sam Mendes; he's done fucking. You did, did those James Bond films, didn't he? Spectre, um, yeah, Revolution, Skyfall. The
1: one kind of people. Yeah, uh,
0: and he did in uh, nineteen seventeen as 1917,
1: well, didn't he? Which is
0: also very good. Yeah, very good, and it has Tom Hanks, fucking Paul Newman, Jude Law. Um Stanley Tucci <laughs> okay, and I was like he yeah. I was like, What the fuck? I the
1: in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um the fucking the young flit in it, um I was watching it, he was so good. Yeah. What's his name? His name is Tyler, um, it's is it something like that? Yeah. Uh but I was watching it and I was like, I fucking know him. Yeah. He's fucking into something I've watched. And then I realized he's like, fuck what I was th- like I think it was like it would have been you no know, ten years now, obviously, because I was a teenager when I watched it. But there was a fucking show on called Teen Wolf, and there was a fucking character in it, and I was like, "Fuck, that's him! He's, teen he's teen. fucking yeah. he's a Teen Wolf,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah." He's in like the, the only other thing I see because he's fucking great in that film. But the only other thing I seen him in some like comedy, one of the old, one of the eighteen fucking million comedies that Al Wilson and yeah, Vince has uh, since well uh, do together, Hall yeah. Pass or something. And um, he's just, he's in not ah, like okay. he he goes goes off one of the, the older women because obviously just going sort to of be good looking kid or whatever. But and he goes, yeah. I, like, I think the lads get jealous of him, something like that. Anyway, this, like, <laughs> right, not a good film, not a good character, but he's, yeah,
0: he's great in that. He's so good. Uh, he's now um Superman. Do you know that? He's uh there's a new Superman show. Oh, is he? Yeah, really? it's Superman and Lois that actually shoots here in Vancouver and he's like the new Superman.
1: That's good. We're buying us that, to be fair. I would boy that all day long.
0: Yeah. Um, so we have a little thing here on the show, Tony, where I'm going to give you the budget and then you have to try and guess the box office. Okay. All right. So the budget was 80 million. How much do you think it made? <sighs>
1: 80 million. It was underrated. But it was at a time when you could make these types of films. I didn't know the
0: budget was that high. It also won... Best in the photography, Oscars,
1: best Oscar for best. Yeah. And yeah, the DOP, it was actually Paul Newman's last film and the is. Um, wow. I'm going to take, a guess, at
0: $250 million. It made 183.4 million. Okay, so it, was a bit off, but it made a good profit, which I'm happy for. But no, you're in like, you know, some of the guesses we get here are very funny. (laughs) Yeah, like one one of the guests we had on, I actually said this last week and I should fucking say it again, but it was the fucking girlfriend. She's just like, (laughs) just a ridiculous guess. I was like, what? (laughs) Like seven (laughs) days. Yeah. Yeah. And another little segment we have here, Tony, is that for anybody who hasn't seen the film, what you're going to do is you're going to give us, you're going to get 10 seconds, and you have to explain the story of the film within those 10 seconds. Okay. All right. So I'll count you down, and then you just fucking go off into it, right? You ready? Three, two, one, go.
1: The is a pro, a father seeking revenge for the murder of his... Wife and son, he's also a company. Uh, that's
0: it. Who? I mean, you got the basics no, across, the, like, the, you
1: yeah. Mean. I could talk all day to be honest about the plot,
0: yeah. It's it's um, so good. And then that leads on to me next question Why, of all the films you could have picked, did you pick this good one?
1: Good question because when you asked me to do this, I, I, I thought about it like. Thomas Newman did the score for it, and it's quite, well, it's quite aesthetically very similar to a film I really like called Cinderella Man because it's a boxing movie with Russell Crowe and Paul G. Matty, and I was going to say that, but I don't know. I guess I love, I love Cinderella Man. It's probably the best boxing film I've made, but it's just some of the ones, like there's a lot of cheese. It's a lot of cheese. Uh, and just yeah. as I've gotten older, it's just one of those brilliant films I appreciate more. I love the father-son relationship that are kind of just reverberating through the whole thing. Like, you have Mm -hmm. obviously Tom Hanks and his own kid. Then you have Paul Newman and Tom Hanks, like, kind of surrogate that. And then you have, I can't think of his name, the character's name, Daniel Craig. Uh, Like, he's the real son, but he's kind of like, it's kind of like Gladiator to be honest. Um, You know, he is his real son, but he's jealous of his father's son thing. Um,
0: Yeah, shit, it is like Gladiator. Yeah,
1: and then I just, to po- I just love, like, it's how almost, you know, this kind of tra- tragic poetic thing of, like, he pushed away his own son because they're that scene where he's, like, it's in the farm and he asks him, uh, if he, like, the kid asks him if he liked the younger brother, more and it's like, no, I wouldn't want you think that. It's like, you were just, you were warmer to him or you were nicer to him. It's like, oh, that's because you were just like me and I didn't want you to be. Fuck. Yeah. That type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 not yeah. into it. Don't ask me why because I've like I've always got along with that, but I'm not into the father-son relationship in films. It's, I think it's it's in Gallup yeah. as well. It's and it's in weekend well, if you ever get weekend warrior off the ground for for a movie, it it'd be kind of just a central thing. I think it's always um, interesting.
0: Yeah. Um I think even like regardless of your relationship with your father, I think from, for men in any way, I know I have, it's just always something, because you can always connect to yeah. it, do you know what I mean, like, you can always think, like, because it's just something you, you get, and then, like, for me, you'd be thinking, you're like, well, what if I had a fucking yeah. son, and what would our relationship be like, and would I want him to be, yeah. like yeah. me, well, that's the questions that was raising for me, yeah. like, you know, yeah,
1: absolutely, absolutely,
0: so, like, yeah, watching it um and I didn't watch the trailer. Good. um I, like I just kn- yeah, like I because I knew like like I said in conversations it's been like, yeah, it's a great film. I knew it was a great film. I knew I had Tom Hanks in it. Yeah. But then when all these other actors started fucking coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Um but do you know what really struck me was that Tom Hanks is not a good guy. Yep. Like, yeah, I, I I think this is the only film I've ever seen where Tom Hanks, like, fucking kills people. Yeah, he's a, he's not a dad, like, yeah, like, the loving, yeah, yeah. Like, he still kind of is, but he's not. And it, but he, do you know what he, I think he knocked it on the fucking head or, like, when I was watching it? Is that he's the perfect, that, gener, like, I suppose you can't really say that generation because it's set in the 1930s. Mm. But it's just, I think it's just an overall generational thing of like fathers not knowing how to really yeah, communicate.
1: Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I remember my dad, Jesus, years ago, he and me and out for a were in Newcastle. And we were watching Newcastle and we were in the hotel. The night before. And I think they've like actually chatting to the camera crew of Sky Sports. And they were saying that, like, that they, they were kind of like, it's kind of, it's a, oh, it's really cool. that Because me, me and my dad always got along. I got along so well. Like I used to sit in the pub drinking, oh, drinking I was good. I used to sit in the pub watching the football. <laughs> watching the football and all with dad and all. And that think the, and the, 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 the story, these, these lads are like, got oh, so cool to just have this great relationship. And they got chatting because they would have been the same age as my dad. And they all said the same thing in previous generations. Like, dad came home from work and he stayed the fuck out of the way. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, yeah. Don't speak, unless I just spoken to uh, like <laughs> that was like like a day with kids like, mom and dad would go to work and be left in the car park for hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so and it's it's, it's, it's so prevalent in that, like you know he 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 barely said before the thing happens, like he barely says two words. He groans at his son. you know what I mean? He comes and calls him down for dinner or whatever. Like he can communicate and groans. So no, I think you're right. I mean, I think. I think that that carried on. Only
0: really in the last couple of generations is it is that kind of is that kind of change. Yeah, it's and it's funny because when I was watching it, I was like and then he fucking sees the killing, like the uncle sees the killing and I was like, Alright, here we go. Like he, when he parks into the house, he's like, he's gonna have this big conversation with him, and like it's gonna be a real Tom Hanksy moment yeah. and it's gonna be good. But like he just he does he says like three words yeah. to him. He's like yeah, he's like he's very good to our family. Do you understand? Mm. Yeah, and then that's yeah. it. I was like, what yeah. the fuck?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I think that one part of it, which is the the conversation he was saying about in the in that farm. I think that that's yeah. Which I suppose is actually you know it's a difficult going because normally, I think with a lot of it, well, just compared to Irish stuff, and um, I think you know if there is the Hollywood mantra that would be these long convoluted like. Hard from the slave conversations, such as what, well, I don't know, in America, but like, you know, it just wouldn't happen with your, your, you know what I mean, with your dad. Um, yeah. Uh, and that very funny John Bishop, and I was living at but like, very much the same thing. Like, if John Bishop was saying yeah. his wife uh, was like, You're going to have to talk with the kids. I was like, What talk? Like, you have to talk to have with you <laughs> and your dad. Unless, <laughs> we, unless my dad has asked me to score of the match, I haven't spoken to him in three years. Like, <laughs> 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 what the yeah. uh, so and if that's kind of prevalent like they do actually such a good point because it's it's, it's just the two them for a lot of it and unless they're talking about something practical like you know, teaching the driver or whatever uh, they they yeah. actually don't talk at all just,
0: yeah Jesus oh that's a good fucking point that I didn't even think about that like the, the, yeah when they actually have something to do that's like manual yeah. And that's I thing that's like the most like expressive or the most conversation that they get out of it. I didn't even fucking think of that. Yeah, it's a little,
1: it's a little bit just till we, we said it there, like, and
0: it's such a good, uh, it's such a good, good point. Um, I do you think Jude? So when Jude Law's character came in, and I didn't know it was Jude Law until he took his hat off, yeah. and I was like, fucking Jude Law, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. I mean,
1: they, they yeah, him. yeah. Like they, they kept him out of the song for months. I think even he hated the appearance of himself. Like, is, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, obviously Jude Law, like this icon, and like, he, he comes with like this gangly looking, creepy thing. Like,
0: yeah, he's hundred percent like an early stage serial killer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Again, he's brilliant. Like,
0: yeah, he that. That scene when they meet them in, when it's like the middle of the night and he just fucking pulls in. I really fucking like that scene. But I like that scene because Tom Hanks' character, he's just, he's so, he's almost so, he knows immediately. He's like, and he's like, all right, well, it's Tom Hanks acting, acting. yeah, (laughs) You know? (laughs) And he does it so well. He's like, he's believably a drunk but that I was curious then because does does Jude Lodge's character figure out that it's him because he doesn't see the boy or does he already know it's him I think or? I think he knows
1: it's him um, I think he knows it's him and maybe knows that Tom Hanks will also have yes it doesn't come in all guns blazing that's actually a good point uh
0: because I was like, "Is he? Are they trying to figure it out?" Or because it could have gone two ways in the story, like you know, where they're like, they meet up and it's funny. They have like this conversation, and then later on, they see each other and are like, "Fuck, that was you." Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah. Um,
0: so I wasn't too sure if that was, but like you know, obviously he figures out that it is him. But his teeth, man, I know. his teeth. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, it's funny because at that time that would have been 2002 so Jude Law would have been still like a big heart trap wouldn't he yeah like, I
1: think so I mean you think he was doing he's yeah. very good to be fair to him um, in most yeah, cases he's just good. one of these he's kind of like Matthew McConaughey where Matthew McConaughey after like just typecast as this you know these rom-com pop rom-com for years I actually read the book recently and he's like we just have to make the executive decision to tone them down Oh, Let's yeah. See.
0: What's a Green light. What's
1: the book? It's good. It's a bit much um, at times, but
0: that was a good. A bit McConaughey. Yeah,
1: I listened to Audible and he narrates it, like, so it's a bit.
0: He narrates his own so book. So that was hilarious. hilarious.
1: But, um,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. but it's good. No, but he said that, which was interesting, that he just was like, made the executive decision to, like, start just turning down these, you know, all them them awful rom coms. Um... I think, and he had to wait for two years. I think until I think Lincoln Law was the first one that came along before. Then he did more, and then he did Dallas Forest, But, but and I, I don't know of, of what the trajectory of um of Jude Law was because I mean, you know, his early roles he was definitely that type of character, anyway. So it's over the long yeah. What to think of was of him is this you know creep. Um, yeah, but he's excellent. He's so good.
0: I think it's funny with Jude Law because. It's like whenever the conversation is about Jude's Law, and always, do you know what always comes up? His hair. Yeah. <laughs> his fucking hairline. Like, and I have, like, my hairline's very similar to Jude's Law. Jude Law. So I'm always just like, I don't get the obsession with it. It's like, yeah, he's losing his hair. He's just getting old. Yeah, like, <laughs> really he's Yeah. I
1: mean, I mean, it's a relative set. I mean, it's an image obsessed wall at the minute. Instagram dating app. So we're in an area yeah. everyone going to fucking, you know, talk to get their teeth done. Their hair done, their breaths done. It's it's kind of that's actually kinda of bizarre really, Like as you know, when we were growing up, you know, like plastic surgery, hair transplants, something did, like definitely killed, like you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: when no. we Oh yeah, mad shit man. Like when I hear like fucking people getting their lips done lips or some stone, shit, yeah. And like my, Yeah, I'm like it's not like, look, like if you want to do that, no, no, shame. Like, rock on, do it. Yeah, I know people who've done it. Like, absolutely. It did seem like a different world, didn't it? Like, it, it, did, seem like, it, like, it did seem like I was it just, like, just so exactly come, come upon us, like, the last
1: five or ten years. And I guess it's probably yeah. down to the likes of social media, apps like Instagram, and this, the explosion of reality TV in the last, whatever, 10, 15 years. Uh, like, the community yeah. show and you know, all was when it was shoving this image obsessed.
0: World. I mean, obviously Hollywood has always been kind of always been that, always been yeah, that, like um, and it's funny because even like bringing it back to that film, it's like um Daniel Craig's character, like he plays against what you think he would play against, like uh, and I think one of my favorite scenes was, so I was like, oh, when the fucking dad finds out that he did this, he's gonna fucking kill him oh there I'm fucking getting a message I should put that on silent but um, it, when he finds out he's gonna fucking uh, he killed the fucking Tom Hanks' family I was like oh he's gonna he's gonna let Tom Hanks go mad in him but I love that he just goes crazy at yeah. him and then he's like he's me son at the end of yeah. the day I wasn't expecting that yeah. I was expecting him to be like no fucking kill him but yeah. it's Cause you expect that he's the big bad mob boss and he's heartless and he doesn't give a bollocks, but like no, it's it and just he's not, you know yeah, uh, it's a very and thing. then that scene where he's fucking slapping him and he's just like of course <laughs> the day you're born <laughs> of course of course yeah and he fucking hugs yeah him. it's like yeah
1: it's so you know exactly he doesn't again it's just such clever more yeah. nuanced writing that he doesn't kill him you know what I mean um, yeah that's the end like. He's a song like Jesus Christ, and like, could you like imagine? I'd say you can nearly count on one hand even if people have killed around. It's a, like throughout history, it's such a small, yeah. small number. And it's again, it's a good point to raise. Like, imagine Jesus. I suppose the flip of it is if you, are you know, if you were just an all-average Joe Soap and your, you know, your child or your child kills somebody, like would you go visit them in like prison or what's an amazing film? Actually, we need to talk about Kevin. Uh, it's a stunning kind film of yeah. actually. Um I like that her, her son has is uh the book is actually probably better. The book is great really, So they actually made a really good adaptation of that. The book is kinda of just long and dark, darker but like that she goes to visit in the prison and all and it's it's just really yeah, it's really interesting.
0: Like it, it does raise an interesting question, doesn't it? But like, I feel like the whole thing of the film is Tom Hanks just trying to fucking save his son yeah. from, from life, like yeah. from life, like or just like hell. Yeah, from, they literally talk about it, yeah. Like you know, because yeah. they would have been Irish, like they're Irish in it, so they'd obviously have that heavy Catholic and um, this like bet into yeah. um. So I wondered if that was like, I they didn't really lean into it that much. But I wonder if that was a big thing playing on Tom Hanks's character. Yeah. Um, like, I, well, I'm going to fucking hell. I know I am.
1: Yeah, but they have that that talk in the in the basement of the church. It is all about religion and, and heaven and hell, and you know whether or not Michael will. Michael is the only one out. A lot of them I'm still, he's still, he's uh, still gone. Like, uh, are you, <laughs> you know, are you know, you know, spoilers around this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, that's why again, I, I love the end that the kid can't do it. Like I I I think that's fucking because you want Jude Law to get it, obviously. But it's great that that you know, kind of Tom Hanks' last action is to go. In. Again, his last action is to save his son from that life. Um, yeah. Even though the kid would have been, you know, that's textbook self-defense. The man, like, there's very few people who, justify he, it, they, yeah. You know, if there is such a thing as justifiable, more that, like not there's not a period, of very few people have hold it against him, but still, he can't, he can't do it. Like,
0: uh, I and that was a thing, it was funny at the end because uh, I think uh, Sam Mendes did a great job there because he's creating a conflict in you, yeah, because you know, for the greater part of the story, if if Tom Hanks' life is going to be worth anything or his character is going to be worth anything, that he, his son needs to not kill him. Yeah. But you want him to kill him because you're like, this fucker needs to die. Yeah. Like, think of all the other people he's going to kill. Yeah. Like, like, he's he's like, he's literally only doing this for his own gratification. Like, there's no other yeah, uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And you're okay. like, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so I have a question for and you. It, if if Tom Hanks's character died, and his son, Michael, didn't kill him, and Jude Law just walked away, how would you have felt?
1: Oh, icky, icky, you, you kind of, yeah, that's, and I like, yeah, you would have felt like, oh, you want them to get justice, don't you? Kind of anti-climatic, you would have been like, but I mean, it could have been, yeah, that's, mm, that would have been interesting. I think the end was perfect, kind of. It was believable, it wasn't Hollywood, like, Tom Hanks, or like, it would have annoyed me if he would have like, you got two on the chest, like, you're dead. <laughs> you're kind yeah, you them to do that. They bottle their own end. Of-
0: but then... Yeah, I... At least... To be honest, we, yeah, which would you have preferred? Would you have preferred... So, there are your two, your two options is, Jude, he doesn't shoot him, Tom Hanks doesn't kill uh, Jude Law, and he walks away, or... Tom Hanks dies and his son shoots Jude Law. Which ending would you prefer?
1: I think in that instance, Oh that's good because then it's kind of dark that you want because the kid would have to live with that then. Huh.
0: Yeah, and it kind of starts to cycle the start so cycle all so over again. All over again.
1: And Ha. Have a philosophical question because I, be, <laughs> <laughs> I would be like, "You kill, kill him, kill him." Kill him. Do you know what I mean? Like. And yeah, again, really yeah. If that was real world and he like that would play because like you know it's that thing of you know particularly lads where you know we all have this hero complex where oh if someone came in or doing this to my family I do this and I do that and it's like would you do would you really would you would you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, would you, would you kill somebody even if they'd Like, <laughs> would you would you really do you really think you pulled the trigger you know I think it's yeah. you know back home like and it's all over the place when so many you know Shootings go with strike because they're not killers. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of,
0: yeah, of people
1: who are, oh money or whatever. So and it's it's one thing, like if you to stab somebody in the back of your head, you're like, they these this person could live," but like
0: they could still live. Yeah. They
1: could live even if even if consciously I'm going to try kill them Subconsciously, you're kind of like this person could live, but like you you know, bullet in the head is it's it's over. So yeah, it's it's very interesting actually. Yeah, which 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 would be better for him? Like, yeah, which which do I want, and which would be better for his soul, Or his character?
0: Um, like for his soul, it would be that you let him go because true.
1: You're absolutely right. Because, um,
0: yeah, yeah, because like the whole if the dad had of just fucking left there and went to Ireland or like fucked off yeah. like they all wanted him to do, he'd still be alive with his son. Yeah. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh it's not the human choice. Yeah. Like, cause I feel after years and years and years, like they have that line when he becomes a man. Yeah. yeah. And what you they do. You like, know. I think he'd, be, he'd become a man and he'd fucking hunt Jude Law's character down. I think he would because like you said, that as you grow up, them influences come in and it's like that maleness where you're just like, oh, I can't believe I let that happen. Oh, am I a man because I let that happen? Such or like,
1: fair, yeah, it's such a fair point. Yeah.
0: Such fair point. That's like, a big expectation on like a young man to be so mature yeah. <laughs> like yeah. do you know what I mean
1: yeah that's so true that thing of like uh, at the, that made ego the fragile made ego thing of like I have to do this I have to do this because I'm, ma- like, I'm a man because I'm a man i a man I have to uh, yeah. and really you know you don't like for, for, yeah, for your soul actually no you don't like like you know in, in a lot of ways then it's, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's yeah it is because i say you follow that line through say he did and like you know it becomes this revenge thing it's like how many more people have to die and say like okay you kill him how long are you going to be around before you're killed or you're arrested you spent 50 years your, your life is gone like who wins really? it's actually do you know what there's another good film on it and it's a lot better than you think it would be I don't know if it's even called Death Sentence with Kevin Bacon
0: mm. so
1: again spoiler alert but it's about it's so good because on the surface it's just like a standard hollywood revenge chiller where Mm -hmm. son is just killed as an initiation by some kid uh to get into a gang and they catch the kid but because of like you know evidence or whatever the like the kids only get on his eggs kids only gonna get four for 10 years and so kevin bacon just goes a revenge like mission and like Unleashes hell and like more people die, and he kills people, and some of his other family and friends are killed. And at the end, like he's face to face with the, it's not the kid that's done it because he kills him, it's like the kid's brother who's the leader of the gang. The leader of the gang is like, Man, look what I turned you into, you know? uh you yeah. be gone. And it's like, what? like Yeah, realistically, who won? You know what I mean? think Yeah. Who won? Like, so that's I feel like it's cool questions to ask. Him, and like, I think you know, more often than not, if you if you have the power to walk away, do you know what I mean? It's it's very rare, really, like it's very rare, like in that situation.
0: Well, then, then I was thinking as well, like so. I think Jude's law character probably would have killed the kid, wouldn't yeah, he? Yeah, he would have.
1: Oh yeah, if if like you know, he would have taken that gun off and killed him. But I suppose in a, in a different where like if he if he couldn't kill him, if he couldn't, yeah, no, if he yeah, takes yeah. that kid, if he takes that gun off, he's gonna put like turn it straight back on him. Uh, but it is interesting to not like, yeah, if he didn't uh, or if he could. I, w-
0: I wonder now, what would you think that? Um, Tom Hanks' his son Michael, so obviously, he goes back and he lives with the old people then you who know, just he met at the random side of the street, and <laughs> <he> just <assumes laughs> they're just gonna <laughs> take him into his house. <laughs> um, what? What do you think he's going to grow up and do? What do you think was would be his job? Something
1: fucking, or, or pretty probably, you know, mundane in comparison to being a fucking hired hitman. <laughs> like his dad. I love that. That closing monologue is stunning. Because it's, it's it's the reverse of what you were saying with Paul Newman and his, and his own son, where he's like, of course today, of course today, a bomb butcher, my son, or whatever. Same with He's like, you know, people ask me if, if he was if he was all about, if there was any good with him at all or if it was all about terribly paraphrasing and then i just tell them, you know, the same thing. He was my dad. Do you know what I mean? And it's that simple. Like, same with the juxtaposition of, you know, Paul Newman's son is a monster, but he's still my son, you know? And it's, yeah, it's, it's very good.
0: What can you, what could you even say to that? though? Yeah. Like, you're just like, it's me flesh and blood, like what? What you expecting me to fucking say? Yeah, like exactly. And then it does raise the thing. Like I was thinking, like because it leads you down these um these fucking dark hall. Well, not dark holes, Just fucking tangents. I was like, imagine like you fucking just sound out like your dad or your son was like a serial killer. Yeah. Like what? What would you, what do, you what do? What could you fucking do? Yeah. Like, you know, like a. Uh, You'd love to be like, yeah, look, I turn them in, and be like, this is the fucking wrong team. But like, it's just like this film; like, it's never clear. You yeah. know,
1: absolutely. What yeah. the? what would you turn them in? Like, what would you do if it was one of your own? It's a good question. Like, what would you do if it was one of your own and you knew someone? Um. Uh, I did you knew you. You know, one of your own had killed something. My bones, something terrible. Uh. Do you do you turn them in? Do you? Yeah. It's a
0: good question What's the moral thing to do Because I feel like that's a big thing Raised in the film is just The morality of the whole situation Because you're rooting for Tom Hanks' character But he's not a good fella like, Yeah of course he, like, You know he's he's better than Daniel Craig But he's like He still doesn't really blink Like he's like what the fuck are you doing When he you kills your man at the start of the film but he's just like, he just goes on, goes with it, like, you know, so, because the way that, I think it's like a thing with audiences as well, though, like, isn't it? Like, you see Tom Hanks in a film, you're automatically on his fucking side, because it's Tom Hanks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he's just so and friendly. it's Tom Hanks, like. Like, even at, like, he's just so likable. Yeah. He, I got, you're rooting for him. I wonder what it would have felt like if it was played by a different actor. Yeah. Like, how the audience, or how, because, like, I was rooting for him the entire time. Like, yeah, you, I'd still be rooting for him because he's the hero and the tragedy happens to him. But I'm, like, not saying that I'd rather it be played by anybody. I'm just curious. I wonder what the reaction would be if it was played by somebody else. Like, um, I don't know. Who who could you fucking switch in that would give it a different feel? That would give
1: it a kind of a different... Uh... Like, if you think of, like, someone like James Cannon in, in,
0: um, yeah.
1: in Godfather, that type of Sonny and Godfather, like...
0: Yeah, like, oh, that's a perfect yeah, example, yeah. 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 That's a good point. You wouldn't, I, I wouldn't feel, I, like, like, look, yeah, yeah, I'd still be rooting for him, but I'd be so aware that he's a cold-blooded fucking killer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And... <laughs> Cause you forget the yeah, end Tom Hanks fucking slaughters them all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He kills everyone. Uh you know what I mean. How, how how does he fucking that was one thing I was like I was like, how is he doing that? Yeah. Like they're all just shooting into the dark and he's just That's fucking a, blowing just, them away. Yeah, he's just
1: blowing them away. Yeah. Yeah. Just blowing them away. That's a gorgeous scene. <laughs> how
0: they did that. Like um Ah, uh, it looks beautiful. Shit. Like the film. It Looks does, so yeah. Good. It
1: really, really does look incredible. Um, like the scale. I suppose actually that would make make more sense why it is an eighty million dollar budget because like this the sheer scale of it for like a, dra- a period piece like the all the cars, obviously mm-hmm. like all of that like cost. Yeah, well, it cost eighty million, a lot, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that scene, yeah, and it's probably almost last ever scene and like that. Like, what's he says? I'm glad it was you.
0: Oh, it's cool. So good. Yeah. Good, good fucking, like, if that was your career, yeah. you'd be like, I'm happy you fucking yeah. ended on that. Yeah,
1: imagine what a way to go out. Um, what a way
0: to go out. Did he
1: get did the Indie he Oscar? Was he nominated?
0: I think he was nominated. I don't know if he won no. it. Let me check. Yeah. In. Um, it's based here. I just read there. Do you know it's based on a fucking <laughs> graphic novel? Yeah, that's
1: right. I don't know if they, they stayed true to the, the source material. I never read it. Um, but yeah, that's
0: why it's based on a graphic novel. That's that's very. Wait, I interesting. also, Sam is
1: when Mendes you... when he directed it.
0: So Sam Mendes is now he's now fifty five. So is? this was, yeah. Uh, so this was twenty years ago.
1: Jesus, so he was only early to mid thirties.
0: That's fucking mad, isn't like, it? I read
1: somewhere like that like Paul and Paul Newman met, and he was like, "Jesus Christ, yo, yo." <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> like, wow, that's
0: incredible! He did that so young. Oh my God, he does a lot of them. And this, stages. he did American. What did he do before this? That's a good he did, question. He did American Beauty. He did American Beauty in 1999. Ah,
1: Jesus, <laughs> so. <laughs> it's really Yeah, just fuck you, sir. <laughs> <like it's> in <laughs> one of
0: the best films of the nineties. Good God. <laughs> Just like fuck you, Sam. Sorry, right, Tony, You world. still have like a couple of years before uh, you have to make your own American uh, Beauty.
1: American Beauty. That's incredible. <laughs> hey, I wonder
0: if his background <laughs> is just just come. So like he out. he started in theatre. He did and he um, still is theatre. He did that one when then. there was a couple of orders. Act it's set in Ireland. The Ferryman. That did the f- the Ferryman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: so long. Um, and Paddy Considine and Sarah Graham was in it. Um, um.
0: I know he's like apparently he's known for like redoing like classic theatre for like except dark like redo like reinventions of it yeah. kind of. That's apparently. That's what he's
1: that's known his for. buzz. Um, is he doing something Is he doing something new? I'm just saying
0: his um I'm just on no, yeah, um, is is Wikipedia. Yeah, it's
1: Wikipedia. <laughs> um
0: I was having he's doing something now like nineteen seventeen was fucking bad. Is an but, do you know film. you know what's funny though if you look at all his films he's he has like a, such a style mm. like I don't know what it is, but it's like um it's not like a camera lens or the kind it feels like that is it's like a it's like a hyper reality yeah. or something like you know what yeah. I mean like like the james Bond films like even though they're set in a different era, they just have the same look as this yeah.
1: That's a good point. I watch, I, I don't, I'm not really into James Bond that much, but I've watched Red Road, Road to Perdition and on 1917. Yeah, you're right. They do have something about them. I don't know if it's the aesthetics of the characters, um, but... Especially 1917,
0: 1917, like, I know that's like, made a look that it's like, like Birdman all in one shot, well, but definitely. it still looks very stiff to this. Yeah,
1: track, it do. You know? But the cinematography is still excellent, and the braiding and all, like, it all, it's all excellent Very cinematic Very cinematic Um, I haven't actually seen I've seen it in cinema In 1917 And I haven't seen it Since it came out It's a great film though It's George B playing that I think that lad was In Game of Thrones yeah. First um, But the two of them Are great And you kind of have these Like really good actors Taking like Most of them But they're all cameos Really like Mark Strong and, Yeah uh, And Scott And all of these But um, He's uh, Yeah he's a really good I, I wasn't Mad on Red Road. I don't remember seeing that one. It's just, I thought it was a bit too heavy yeah. to like one boat in terms of like sort. Like and just, it just didn't really do that. Pretty one. intense. Um. But he's obviously, yeah, he's obviously pretty good. I can't believe he was so young. Doing. don't even know he's American Beauty. American Beauty must be one of his first features.
0: I think, let me see. I think it was. Imagine that's your fourth that's feature. Him. Yeah, a it is. Feature. It was his directorial debut. Which one? Was American Beauty. It was like his, I mean his, his film. That's crazy. And he
1: did Jesus Things We Lost in the Fire is a pretty good film. It's a kind of this unknown film with the Nico Del Toro and Halle Bardy and that guy out of the X files um, Oh, think. David. David something. Yeah. It's a uh, this little unknown indie. It's very good. He did it the same year as j Jar- I I didn't know he did Jar had um
0: Ijad, I didn't know eat
1: but um, American Beauty. Although Steve McQueen's first film was um, <clears throat> Hunger.
0: Imagine just like, yeah. that's it, you're just straight he out just of the game.
1: game. Like, he did, um we did a chat with Michael Holland as part of this, very interesting chat, and he dropped out of NYU, he found it too, like, theoretical or something, and not enough, you know, exploration, so I think he went to art school or something. But yeah, his first film was um, was
0: Hunger. Um, I have some quick fire questions here <laughs> for you, Tony. All right. Standout performance in in uh, yeah world
1: well, production.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. uh, the kid. I can't think. Twilight, which is, is that the name you said? Yeah. yeah. That's very Yeah, he's a lot of fucking lot of weight on like characters yeah. actors' uh, yeah, shoulders. Yeah. Okay. Character you most relate to.
1: Um Jesus, like, oh. It's either him, or, it's either the father or the son. Either Tom or him.
0: Isn't Because they like I'll go with the kid again." Get again, again? Yeah. yeah. Because they're like um, the two sides of the same coin, yeah. right, aren't they? Yeah. Um our right, favorite scene.
1: Um the scene in the fa- in the scene we were discussing where the kid asks some if he liked the younger brother it. It's a gorgeous scene. It's favourite scene anything. It's quite short, sure, it's only a minute long, but it's
0: fucking stunning. Yeah. Very good scene. And your favorite line.
1: Um the line at the, the end of the monologue that we were chatting about, uh people asked me if you know if he was any good or if there's any good... If he was good, if there's any good at at all, and I just say, he was my father. Boom. That, again, one of the best lines in cinema.
0: Yeah. Now, this is the final question, so you don't have to... You can take your time with this one. What impact do you think the film had socially, and then what impact did it have personally?
1: Hmm. <laughs> um Socially? I see, Jesus, I was only 10 or something when it came out. So I'm not... I mean... So it was well. It, its legacy will be. It was um, Paul Newman's last film. Um, I think for me, if they can get enough social recognition, I would say I genuinely think it's the most underrated film ever made. Um, and so I don't know what impact it would have had beyond that. I mean, you see Jude Law in an, in a role you wouldn't normally see him, I and mean, then maybe it led to. Did that lead to? Because Sam Mendes did James Bond. Did that lead to them to either A Daniel Craig getting James Bond or B Sam Mendes getting James Bond?
0: I think probably because Daniel Craig was James Bond first in Casino Royale, so probably because he's worked I think he's worked with him uh, on some other stuff as well. So it probably led to that, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. And then uh, and then personally Again, it just, it just really, I was only a kid when I, I seen it when it first came out, and I loved it even then, just my love for cinema. And again, that that kind of, I love, it just makes me want to explore and stuff. I like the the kind of father-son relationship.
0: Mm. Yeah. I wonder how many, I'd say, this film really just hit hard with like a lot of father and sons. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think right. I do think I do think like right. uh, it would make you want to like look at your own relationship with your own father, like from both both sides. But like you know, would you like to turn out like your dad? Would you like your son to turn out like you? That's it. Do you think That's that that, big that
0: question. was like? Yeah, was that the director's intention? Yeah. Like, do you think if he had, he had to borrow it down to one, would that be the Could intention? Be.
1: I mean, Jim Sheridan, like, it's, you know, Jim Sheridan, I only watching, and re In the Name of the Father, um, which was which oh, on Netflix. Brilliant. And, you know, it's obviously based on a true story, but the biggest poetic license they took was them two never shared a cell. They were locked up in different jails. And, the, like, and that's the whole, the whole heart of the film and, like, obviously the title, In the Name of the Father. Because I think it's based on a book that that wasn't the title, book, um, Jerry Conlon's book, but I bet it's obviously about the father son thing. So I don't know the story of the graphic novel, but you could like if you, you know, when you're writing, especially when we did Weekend Warrior and like a lot of films are rooted in one relationship. You know, there's this you know the subplots and there's other relationships going on, but a lot of them what's like you know it's, it's what's going on underneath it. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think definitely in that film it's it's their relationship so I don't know actually maybe if that was Sam Mendes intention but I do think that is one of the big takeaways of it like would you like to be like your dad and would you like your your son to be like you pretty big question to ask Um, and I suppose it's something that at one point or another we'll all think about
0: yeah and uh, I think that's a good place to leave it off that was a That was a lovely, lovely fucking conversation, fantastic, man. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, it's always great. always love having on somebody that has has fucking fingertips in the industry, for choice for better words, and fucking has that knowledge, behind-the-screen knowledge. Um, fucking, you should... Every, can anybody check out your fucking short film, uh, or what uh, story is it available uh, now, I or what's I'm
1: um, sure we write? Whenever it comes back around again, we'll do we are definitely going, We've going to the states with a. There's a couple of Irish, American, and Irish Canadian ones. A twelve Irish, and Chicago Irish. I think we'll be aiming for next year because they've already passed. Um, other than that, please feel free to follow me online. Tony Des Doyle. I think is my Instagram. That's my dad's name. Uh, on on mm-hmm. Instagram for for date war. Oh, actually, I did a really cool thing, Kev. I don't know if you watch it. I sent it to you. Um, and I me, I mean, I'm the lead actor in it, but it's just, it's just a stunning thing. Actually, an artist from near enough to you, uh, for those I love, his name is David Bowie. But I did um, this 17 minute music video, stroke short film, where it's three of his songs, a short film, and an interview woven into one, and it's. Oh, that's cool. Absolutely incredible. Uh he's a really good artist, he's he's like already sold out the Olympia for gigs this year. Uh and that's online if you type in I Love Holy Trinity and then yeah, and then other stuff I'll we'll have coming out. Uh but that's it.
0: And then also if you love dogs, you might have actually heard them a little bit yeah, in yeah, the yeah. podcast. What's I don't know. Good. W- uh, <laughs> the
1: Atmos <Hello>. uh, look, <laughs> Douglas, <laughs> Douglas Doyle, W <Douglas laughs> Stephen Doyle, my little pub. Uh, they don't bleed well so
0: apologies <laughs> <laughs> He's tar- so when Tony's not posted about um something he's working yeah. on it's you usually get like a nice little post. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which I do enjoy
1: the captions
0: you put on That's are pretty good. you know you <laughs> 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 well, a year and a half it's a pandemic you know you gotta he's uh, looking at me now look at him you're
1: old uh, <laughs> Yeah,
0: good do girl, check him out Well that's it Tony uh, Once again, thanks for coming on Let's
1: do it
0: again man, I really enjoyed it 100% Have a think of uh, another film you want to yeah. do Fucking Like you said, maybe Cinderella Man Or whatever, we'll fucking feel it out And next week I'm still waiting to hear back But uh, should be maybe another actor Hopefully um, From this side of the pond So we'll see how that plays out but um, yeah Once again Thanks for listening If you lasted all the way through I'm always appreciative If you did last all the way through Listen to us Just talking shy But Tony Say goodbye to the people See you again
1: people Thanks very much for tuning in
0: And we'll talk to you next week Bye mm-hmm.